What is going on, my ex-drinking buddies? Brennan, coming to you before the episode. Great episode this week. I really hope you enjoy it. I know you're going to love it. Wanted to thank everybody so much for listening to the podcast. Everybody who's subscribing on Patreon, patreon.com slash Brennan Tassif. Check out the website if you want to get some podcast merch, brennantcomedy.com slash merch store. Love the episode this week. A lot of drug talk, which is super fun. Hope you all enjoy it. And let's start the show. Grab me a beer and grab him a coat. We about to sit for an hour bullshit and tell jokes. And please don't mix it up, cause he done sobered up. Brandon T. Comedy on your social media feeds. And Brandon Tess here, bitch, your ex-drinking buddy. Brandon Tess here, bitch, your ex-drinking buddy. Brandon Tess here, bitch, your ex-drinking buddy. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Brennan Tassif is your ex-drinking buddy. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif. If you're new to the show, quick rundown of the show. I'm sober now, but one of my favorite things when I was drinking, partying, getting in trouble and doing drugs was to hang out with friends, talk shit, talk shop, and reminisce about crazy stories. Again, I am sober, but that is still one of my favorite things to do. Every week, I will be joined by a guest. This week is no different. I'm joined by hilarious comedian out of St. Augustine, Nick DiStefano. Well, hello. I am here to talk the shop and <laughs> shock the WAP. You know, I'm out here. I got some stories that, uh, you know, I don't think are the best, but you never know where they're going to go. So Yeah, everyone always says that. and then Everyone says that, and then they make up stuff and add stuff, and that's what yeah. I'm hoping to do, too. <laughs> but I'm glad you did send me a list, and the listeners know this, because uh, in the past, we've done list lists. Like, oh, I'll just go off the top of the head, and then every time we finish recording, everyone's always like, oh, I should have told the story about X, Y, and Z. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you definitely should have. The one time I got drunk with George Bush. Yeah. Like, you <laughs> should have said that. Yeah, that would have been cool. But um, plug everything up front uh, where people can find you, where you got shows coming up. This will come out in two weeks. So let everybody know what's going on with the St. Augustine comedy scene. Well, pretty much St. Augustine comedy scene has one thing going on. <laughs> and that's a show that um, I run with my friends that have yes. been on this show before. Aaron Eads and uh, Courtney Olson as well. Paper Root. We're talking about Paper Root. We're talking we Paper Root comedy. That's, uh, you know... Pretty much the main uh, show going on in St. Augustine. We run that every month, uh, ideally like the second Tuesday, but we're not really sure. My Instagram is Dick Nestefano. Um, <laughs> that's where I'm at <laughs> with that. My Facebook, um, you know, you can add me on there for uh, if you want to directly message me, but I do not participate much. Um, but you're welcome to add me on that as well. At Nick DiStefano. Uh, there's probably a million of me, so hard to find. Surprisingly, there's a lot of people with my name, but um, that's pretty much it with uh, my ads right now. That's it. You got any shows coming up? Only shows Just paper route? are Paper Route, yeah. Okay. So that's pretty much it right now. Yeah, and that's every second Tuesday in St. Augustine, 225 King Street. Yes. Starts around address. 839 We tell people 9, they just leave their house at 9. So yeah. it's like we're always <laughs> trying to show up at 8 something. Yeah. Some, um, sometimes but... <laughs> sometimes people show up around 9 and then start drinking. And then by the time we start the show, it gets a little yes, rowdy. That is exactly what happens. People, uh, it's a great drinking environment. So if you're in a, uh, 
that type of drinking where you're just like, let me hone in on this one beer and let me get like six of them. Yeah. That's the perfect spot. That's the spot you, man. Like, you find a weird little beer, you're like, damn, this one's got a little, little weird hop thing going on. And then you just, you ride that sixer. So. <laughs> Well, for everybody listening, Nick, um, like I said, is a comedian out of St. Augustine. Um, don't let his kind of soft tone fool you. Yeah, I can man. beat a motherfucker up. This man is a killer. Um, so I uh, wanted to have you on the show, obviously, because I really like you as a comedian and as a person. And we wanted to get the trifecta of the paper root group in here. This will be the last show, I think, recorded in Florida. I've got a couple banked. So by the time people are hearing this. I should hopefully knock on wood already be in New York City. I we're hoping. We are all hoping. We're, we need him out. and we need him in New York, guys. I mean, <laughs> if we can't, we'll be it'll be sad if if he gets if something else happens. I think it's canceled again. I was just telling you about be. his broker before the before the show though, and he does not seem like a guy that uh, is <laughs> on the ball. <laughs> it's just so impossible because so. there's so many people looking at so many places that like you you have to get that sweet. It's like when you like a girl. And she texts you or calls you randomly and you miss it. And then it's just, that's it. You had one opportunity yeah, and then it. it's over. So it's, it's definitely you were stressful. You at the bar. You decided to go home. Yep. And now it's over. So yeah. hopefully it'll all work out. But let's talk about you. Um, you are, um, as we've talked about with Aaron and Courtney both, you, you run with them. And they have expressed some crazy stories on the show. Yeah. They're the wild catalyst to my kind of... Uh, Chillness? Yeah. I guess it's... um. I'm one of those, you know, it's like rise to the occasion type of people yeah. where it's like, we're taking shots. All right, we're taking shots. But it's like, is that my idea? I don't know. necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> so you're basically saying they're bad influences. Yeah. I'm the, I'm like the, uh, the poster boy for peer pressure. Yeah. Not work. Or definitely working yeah. on, uh, somebody. There um, you go. So, so, yeah, you, um, but you've always, I mean, you've always dabbled. I know you have jokes about it. You talk about it on stage. You've always dabbled in um, narcotics, if I'm not mistaken. Narcotics. Drugs. Drugs. Such as, I mean, um, basically I've tried uh, mushrooms, you know, acid, fake acid, which is way worse than uh, <laughs> anything ever. What do you mean fake acid? Uh, it's like acid that is like a research chemical okay. called like 25I, 25CI or basically. Um, and it's, you know, there's just like this saying that's just like, uh, you don't know if it's good LSD till you taste it. And if it doesn't have a taste. That's a saying. That's a saying. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, not even LSD circles, just, you know, general, you know, uh, gyms and sporting groups, just yeah. friends. Yeah, you don't just know if stores. it's good LSD yeah. till you take it. You know, just good role model stuff, you know. Absolutely. And uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, you don't really know till uh, you taste it. And sometimes it has a metallic taste and that means it's bad. That is... Uh, Basically, in China or wherever, not to you know, not to slam them, but yeah. I, I think most of it's coming from China. Um, they just are like, "What if we did this?" And uh, they just changed a couple molecules of LSD, and it's a little crazier and a lot worse. Um, so, is it like a bad trip or no trip at all? Or yeah, like a, a very intense bad trip. Okay, <laughs> yeah. all right, yeah, that's so, no good. But also, like, there's crazy like uh, you know visuals at times. You know, this is, uh, you know, I would say I had a stint, you know, I had a, a two year what's going on with this thing type of situation with psychedelics. Okay. A little uh, first couple years of college, uh, you know, I would I'd started smoking weed at 16. So it's just like, what's next? You know? Yeah. Um, almost I'm, as if it was a gateway. As if it was I've almost. Yeah. As if the people were right. <laughs> 
So you um you did mention you started smoking weed at sixteen. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about some of these stories uh, that you have. A lot of it looks like it was in high school, and a lot of it looks like it was because of weed. Yeah, a lot of yeah, a lot of uh, high school stuff. So um, in the state of Florida, we have uh, I think in every state they have standardized testing. Yes. And so you had just started smoking weed. Exactly. I'm assuming this timeline lines up. And so what did you before the FCAT, as we call it? What did you decide to do? So before the FCAT, which um, is a, for those of you listening, it basically. They don't really care yeah. about schooling. They care about your grades on the standardized tests. They don't. Tests. Yeah, they basically pay these teachers to they go make up a lesson plan, as long as it's not racist. Do whatever you want, and the school teachers can do whatever they want. They don't even care. But as long as you get good FCAT scores, the school's all right. Yeah. So it's like all about the FCAT scores with the the Florida schools, and uh, they would teach you like stupid things like. Uh, how to write an essay and to get 40 uh, points on it. Oh, just, yeah, I forgot yeah, about like that. The, the stupid, point thing, yeah. Just complete, not, nothing that makes sense. So as you get older, you're like, this is not how we should have taught children anything. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, so, I'm wondering like, wait, what's a credit score? And when yeah. I'm like 22, 23, and then, but it's like, oh, I know how to write a five-paragraph yeah, essay with exactly. a thesis. I, I know, <laughs> yeah. You got your intro paragraph. You yeah. got your in conclusion paragraph. You got your three bodies. Three bodies. Conclusion. It's a sandwich. Exactly. It's a sa- <laughs> we all know that shit. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't know that um, defaulting on student loans and credit cards was going to destroy my future. Mm-hmm. But- there's no. no reason to teach anybody that. No, because the teachers themselves are defaulting on loans. Yeah, exactly. So why do they want? They don't want to tell you about that. They just want to paint the picture like everything's fine. It's all right. So what did you decide I got this to do? Hyundai Sonata. It's fine. <laughs> I own this Hyundai Sonata. I own this. It's a 2012. Um. So before the FCAT, um, my junior year, I know sophomore year, um, I decided to. I was. I was hanging. I started staying with a friend for a little bit. Okay. Um, and basically, he was smoking a lot of weed. Um, you know, he was the the guy. You know, the whatever. guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, we've had a couple of those guys. So, yeah, on the, the show. couple of the guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, he uh, basically, you know, we started skipping like first period. We would have drama class. Second period, we would have English. And uh, you know, pretty easy to skip drama class going to English. Yeah. We were reading a book. Easiest thing to do while you're stoned, but you know, no one's looking at you. Everyone's just, looking at yeah. the book. Like this is this is gonna be it? Not like you when know, we had Courtney on it. She was talking about vomiting into her own shirt during class. Yeah, see, that's a different approach to class where it's like you're not cool about being in class. You, know? <laughs> you want to be somewhere else. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And uh, it was like you know the book thing might be inviting, but it was like this is maybe you know under ten to fifteen times that I've smoked weed, so it's still very like. Every time you smoke, it's it's a lot. There's a yeah. lot going on. Um, a lot of sensory. A lot of sense. Yeah, a, a lot of uh, molding of your future happening. Um, <laughs> and uh, so uh, we decided to smoke a blunt before uh, first period, um, which was drama class. You know, smoke the blunt. Turns out to be blue dream for you people out there. Pretty good stuff out there. Pretty good strain um, for a high schooler, especially. So we walk in super blasted, like highest I've ever been in school. I'm like, this is fun. Um, sit down in English class. Within first two minutes of English class, he's like, all right, guys, we're going to the computer lab. Uh, we're taking the FCAT today. And I was like, oh, no, oh, no. shit. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even a, like, oh, I forgot the FCAT was today. I was just like, I had no idea. Yeah, like, you just all right, cool. Even... We're just doing this. Today. Yeah. And I just proceeded, I mean, just to sit in the computer lab, just like, I mean, just walk down there, just like pretty nervous, like, all right, here we go. 
Um, and then, Here we uh, go. Yeah, all right. This is why we play the game. Okay. Yeah, fluorescent lights, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, you know, staring at the computer, doing a little search and destroy um, on that FCAT. And I'm sure you know the end of the story. I passed. It was nice. Did you? I got a five, actually. Oh, really? Me and my friend did like did well enough for the teacher. Like, brought us to size. Like, you guys did pretty good and everything. We had like a laugh after. And we're just, Damn. Like, See, it's just like that test is just. It's yeah. Well, and it's another thing you too. Really so, have but... to to tr- like not try to not pass yeah. it. I don't think that people I didn't pass it were stupid at all. It was just like you're not trying. It's yeah. It's you're really just not that paying. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. Because that and um. So the SAT. Those were two tests, especially the SAT, because you're taking that by the time you're like a junior, senior. So everyone's most people who have friends. I was not one of those people, but Mm -hmm. a lot of people were out partying and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And the SAT was always on a Saturday. So they'd come in hungover shit. It was after like a football game on Friday night. Everyone goes out and parties. And so we had guys that were coming in like looking like dog shit. (laughs) And you're like, you're about to take this test that's going to determine the rest of your life. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Eight hours, 10 hours, whatever it is. And so um, they would come in and then they would always score like super fucking high. Yeah. Because you're, when your brain is in like that chill mode, Dude, yeah. you can think more freely because you're like, you're not, you're just reading it and like answering. You're not it's overthinking It's almost like, anything. you know, when like you get in a car accident and the people aren't expecting it or like, yeah, you know, exactly. the drunk driver is like, they're actually fine. Because it's like, cause your body's like not tensed for it. Yeah. Your body. Yeah. yeah. And when you get too nervous or tense, whether it's a physical so thing or a mental thing. We should probably advocate for kids getting drunk before. Drunk or high before yeah, taking the test. Yeah. yeah. You heard it here if first. Nick to... Stefano advocates for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's when, you know, I'm going to get into the school system stuff later in life, but that's one of my missions is to just make you know normalize kids uh getting a little fucked taking up. the edge off <laughs> yeah because yeah. dude it's it's one of those things where you are like oh this is the rest of my life like if i screw this up there's no and now at, now that we're older we realize like oh that's not true it wasn't, at all yeah it wasn't but at the time that's a lot of pressure to put on a 15 16 17 year old it's basically like you're testing into your ability to move out of your house yeah it's not that's even a great like way to put it it's not even about like you know, the score, the college, you're just like, God, I got to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> come on. I cannot live here <laughs> you're anymore. You're just shaking the dice. Come on. Come on, fives. Yeah, come on, fives. I need that reading score. <laughs> so so <laughs> you have, weed has also led to you getting into a bit of trouble while you were in high school. So this was a happy story. You know, you scored well on the test after you got Yeah, that was more of a triumphant moment up. of like, you know, I, I guess that was the first time I realized, you know, like, you know, I can do shit while high. You yeah. Know? And then I think that, you know, it was probably not good that I did good. I think if I would have done bad, I would have. You would have. Like, okay, yeah, it would have. Maybe turned... I should. Maybe there's a direct correlation. Oh, wow. Here. I didn't even think about that. So that but the fact that I did good door. was like a positive reinforcement. It's like, do whatever you want. Yeah. And it's fine. You were you were blitzed out of your brains. And you still did. And yeah. you got the five. So just so everybody listening knows, I wanted to throw this in here. We are recording on your outside awesome back deck patio. Yeah. So if you hear any ambient noise, that's what it is. And don't at me, bro, because I don't care. This is actually a super nice setting. But yeah, it's it's a lot more relaxing than being in. This is a very like so, chill, bro. And he's got really good windscreens, so honestly, we we might not even have, they might not even know. They Who probably knows? wouldn't have noticed Who until knows? I said yeah. something. But <laughs> the plane flew overhead earlier, and I was like, oh yeah, there's an airport. Yeah, that is there. There's a little international airport. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you did. Um, so that is interesting when good things happen, and I think that's the same thing that kind of happened with me 
with drinking, because I talked about that before, when I first got like wasted, like yeah. for, like I had a couple sips here and there, and I think that I not think I know the first time I ever drank, I drank like one Smirnoff Ice, and I was like, okay, that's right. like this is what it's about. Yeah, I used to never want to drink because I what I, age I, was that again? That was when I was seventeen. The 17 senior, I was senior yeah. in high school. Yeah, but so there you go. I never wanted to drink when I was younger because. Like, you know, people around me in my life would get drunk and like do really stupid shit or like, you know, things would happen. It's yeah. And so I was like, I, I don't want to be like as that. a kid. It's probably the most clear adult evil that you could see oh, that's a like good when way you're like it. eight or nine or something like the like when you kind of have your own personality a little bit and then you can kind of form your own opinions about people for the first time. Yeah. And you kind of see like. You don't really have an opinion on smoking. That seems like cool still as a kid. You're like, ah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But like when you see like a drunk people or like, I mean, I don't know if you ever went to a bar. I got taken to a bar when I was yeah. like nine for the first when time. I was like 10 or 11, yeah. Yeah. And you're just like, what is this? Like, I hate this. Like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, and everyone's what... loud and you're like, I don't Dude. understand this like at all. And you're just sitting there drinking and, like a soda and yeah. you're like, why are we just like, sitting Here's a dessert. And you're like, yeah, yeah why are we, do- what why, are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> yeah. I had a you very can't close. Even, you don't understand at all. Right? I had a very close friend of mine. I was talking about this with Savannah big uh friend of the show savannah the other day um i would go <laughs> i don't know why that bothered me i would go out to eat with a uh, friend of mine he was like one of my only friends because i didn't have a ton of friends growing up and we would always go out to eat and his dad would always order like a pitcher of beer and we'd always like eat we'd go to like hooters or wing house or something to get wings and he'd order a pitcher of beer and i That's always remember hard. no one there none of them ever ate dessert so but i had a sweet tooth so at the end of the meal i'd always want to get dessert but i couldn't so I, we would all just be sitting there, and then the dad would sometimes order another pitcher of beer when we were all done. And I was like, Oof. "Like, why Dude. are we?" At the time yeah. when I was a kid, I was like, "So wait, I'm not allowed to order dessert, obviously, because you're paying, so I'm not going to order dessert." But now we all have to sit here for the next twenty, thirty minutes while you drink that next pitcher. And I was that's, just always in my head, like, "Yeah, why are we doing yeah. this?" Yeah, you already see that that's a bad move as yeah. a kid. It's like you can't call adults out on too much shit, but like you see that, and for some reason, it's just like, bam. So that's crazy. I never. There's I a never fine put line that with alcohol yeah. that it's just you know. Because that was my experience. Was it was fun. The first time I ever got wasted, I real like all my anxiety left, and I like felt great. Yeah, and I wasn't it's worried. Like, so you like sit on a couch like Aah. yeah, and too much and too much to what you're saying, and you know I was 17 at the time when I first got really wasted. And I there were some people from high school that came over, and I ended up two girls were oh anyway it's a whole thing yeah um did not not technically a threesome at all, but I made out with two girls at the same time, so that was cool. Bam. But um, high school God. <laughs> well, and that was the thing was it was it was I think I was 17, but it might have been after high school or just before we graduated. Because okay, I remember yeah. like it never no one ever really. And one of the girls was known around high school as being kind of loosey goosey. So, yeah, I don't think I told anybody about it until now. Whack, yeah. Now everybody knows. But yeah, um, there we go. But it was one of those things where it was so positive. My first couple of experiences drinking that I was yeah. like, oh, this is actually a lot of fun, which I'm sure. If I would have had a terrible experience the first time, I would have been like, oh, I was right not to drink. But yeah. then it kind of encouraged me to keep drinking. I mean, how many times have you met a person that doesn't do a substance or something that goes, yeah, the first time I did it, yeah, I had a terrible all time, time. All the time. And then they didn't do it again. Yep. So it's like, I think that's honestly more uh, more to do with why someone does something than their personality or anything, I think, is just like how they can actually handle it and um, and how it affects them yeah, the first couple times because i mean again i'm sh- there's so many stories of functioning whatever heroin addicts or yeah. whatever it's like people Alcoholics, can do drugs, stuff yeah you, know? you can it's still just, get stuff done so it's and that's interesting too, you know because and then i think that has a lot to do with just people 
this is no revelation. Obviously, for people listening, they're like, yeah, idiots, of course. But right. to me, it's interesting because it's one of those things where I meet people and they're like, oh, man, like you go to the gym six days a week. And I'm like, yeah, like I like to work out. And they're always like, yeah, I tried it a couple of times, but I was so sore. Like I just never did it again. And right. I was like, that's their. But, yeah, but like, they didn't do it right. Exa- well, yeah. and th- that's the thing is it's like, oh, you have that one negative experience or even mm-hmm. if you do it right, but you went too hard the first time and just like with drinking or drugs yep. or anything. And then you're just kind of like, oh, I'm not going to do that again because that was terrible. So it's so weird how that that one experience can totally alter. And we see it. I mean, not we. I see it all the time with um, a program that I'm in. I can't tell you about it because it's anonymous. But this <laughs> program that I do where people will come in and they're like, yeah, I was, you know, I came into AA one time and I never drank again and stuff. And then you learn more about them and you go, oh, I don't know if you are an alcoholic or not, but you had one terrible experience and we're just like, oh, I'm not going to drink anymore. Yeah, because like in yeah, and there's, there's probably there, a huge demo of that, dude. There's yeah. people like that, and I I got nothing against them. Like the, you know, if you want to come in the rooms, come in the rooms. All you got to yeah. do is want to stop drinking. But for me, it's frustrating because it's like, it's oh no, I'm the yeah. kind of person where I did this all day, every day for years. Yeah, like, this was my life exactly. And you got one DUI, and you're like, I'm out. <laughs> it's like yeah, exactly. Was, I mean, and you I know. called my sister drunk and told her I hated her. Yeah, no, I can't ever go back. Yeah, and it's like okay, That's like everyone's got a different bottom, but it's like same. it's not anyway. I got to stop yeah. bashing that. But yeah. you did have a bad experience. That's I don't even know if it was bad. Um, while you were in high school, we're going to stay no. in high school for some yeah, of this. Yeah, stay in high school. Just, just. So, was know, this later? Was this after the FCAT? This is uh, after the FCAT. This is a year later. So, uh, so this you're is a junior. junior year, AP Environmental Science class going to the Tampa Aquarium. AP shouts out. Shouts out. I think I got a three, but no, actually, I, th- I failed that one. That's why I'm out to bring it up. <laughs> um, yeah, so. <laughs> Well, we're going to the Tampa Aquarium. Okay. Uh, my friends and I. Are you I, from Tampa? Uh, St. Petersburg. Okay, I so went to the high Tampa school area. There. What brought you to St. Augustine? Flagler? I lived college? here as a kid. Oh, okay. Uh, so, like, after I dropped out of college at UCF, I was like, let me just go back to. Okay. It was either, you know, go back to St. Peter's, St. Augustine, pretty much. And okay. My family moved back to St. Augustine. But, um,. So yeah, I'd been in St. Pete for just for high school. Okay. Um, and it's senior year or junior year at this point. Sorry. Um, uh, and you're going to the one, Tampa uh, Aquarium. Yeah, I'm going to Tampa Aquarium for. Is that science. a big aquarium? It's a nice aquarium. I've yeah, it's been. pretty nice. It's one of those like where they got a room where it's like, wow, that's taller than me. Like you know, yeah, fish tanks. Yeah, I know exactly a true what aquarium. you're saying. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, if you go in there, you see it. There's fish tanks, and then there's. Just, there's aquariums. You know, yeah. I don't know how to put it. You know, I just, if you've never been. Because sometimes you go into a place and you're like, oh, yeah. this is like this is walking Petco through. With, yeah. with like special borders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't even like special. Uh, so, yeah, they they had some crazy shit in there. Um, so we're like, let's get really high before. Uh, we're taking charter buses up there. This is going to be fun. Yeah. Cushy, whatever. Um, also, something about me, very late person. So, this is, like, already happening. Like, so it's, like, bus, say bus has to leave at, like, 8 or something. It's, like, we're, like, getting to the smoke spot at, like, 7.51. We're, like, all Jeez. right, we got this. Like, I mean, it's, like, it's not, it's a disaster from the beginning. Uh, my friends, you know, he was the one that was Where Now, set it up. So, you're meeting the now buses the at school? The smoke spot is a pretty funny spot. Um my friend's house is directly behind a track 
of the high school, and then okay. there's the bus loop. So it's like he lives like right behind the school. Okay, so that's so why he's why like you're the just party like, spot. Yeah. Now here's the thing: he's not there. He's not going on the field trip. We're just smoking in his backyard. Okay. Because <laughs> we know we can. Yeah. Um. So Parents are gone. You're like, we're, we're yeah, we're like smoke fuck over it. There. So yeah. we're just in a tight circle, like smoking this blunt very fast. And you're like four minutes from the we're, bus. Yeah. Four. That's why. That's why we're like, we could do this. Yeah. You know? So. We're, you know, we're, but we're like, we're going to drive in because we don't have the time to like walk, you know, the half Yeah, mile. hop the fence and then walk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we drive in, walk through the front of the school because it's like the, it's the only time to do it, like the first period. Yeah. Um, and then all we have to do is take a right and, uh, <laughs> we take a right and, um, I basically have to get to the door. And by the time we get to the door, <laughs> sorry, I was, uh, there's uh, something. Uh, by the time we get to the door, there's like an SRO officer like already outside. That's the school resource officer. The school officer. resource officer, uh, a.k.a. the guy that didn't have the balls to be a full cop. Okay. Maybe. Shots fired. Bang, <laughs> no, bang. Who knows? Who knows? They always seemed like they were really like too hype about breaking up kid fights though yeah you know what i mean like oh, it was yeah. just like you're slamming a kid in the ground like what yeah we had a guy pretty slam, hype about that okay he would slam kids right into the lockers yeah no apologies dude, about it i know dude that, those guys are i don't know there's something about anyway uh so you walk in so you're uh, walking just a few minutes from there, like hey guys, boys stop yeah, okay. and then like uh apparently that's our officers like someone in the front office said that you reek of weed and they're like oh shit whatever because we like walked past the front and they were just quick with it so they started searching us and then this is right in front of the bus loop so it's like we're already you're already ready a couple to go. minutes yeah. late and then now the whole buses are watching us being searched for weed like <laughs> as we're late and then it's just like they're so pissed because it adds like another 20 minutes onto it yeah and then we get on the bus. The teachers are like just shaking their heads, like in the front row. And then we just have to like walk past everybody, like reeking of weed. And they're all just like, "We know what you guys yeah. did. Like, come we on, know what's you happening. guys ruined this." And then uh, you know, on top of this, didn't even really get to sit together, or, like have fun. Like, I had to sit with like the random kids that I've never, because yeah. there was only three spots open, and like and they're random, all different. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't even have like my headphones or anything, so I'm just sitting here like way too high on a charter bus. Like, it's like, all right, that was. That was worth it. I was, <laughs> but you ended up not getting in caught because you didn't, didn't have anything on Didn't get caught, though. Didn't have anything on me. And the and aquarium then, must have been super fun. The aquarium, yeah. By the time I got there, I was still a little high. I was like, all right, this is nice. And uh, Just the running water and everything. Just is the running like, yeah, water. Cool. Yeah, so it's like, you know, again, my stories don't really have much about, like, catastrophic things going on. Yeah. But, um, you know, just a little jolted, like, oh, snap, something's happening moments yeah. that are like, also embarrassing, uh, kind of. But it's always weird to With get- With school weed stuff, yeah. To get caught and, like, dragged out in front of all your peers. That's that's the thing. Yeah, it's yeah. cool, like, in a sense where it's like, oh, everyone's going to know, it, like, I, who I am because they all saw me. But then it's also, like, is that what you want everyone to know who you are for? It, there's Yeah, there's certain parts where it's just, like- um, at a certain point, it does feel like you're like, oh, damn, this is like one of those movies where everyone's like, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, because that happened to me. So my we were going on our senior trip um, to Disney, and I remember it was Disney or Universal. It was Disney, I think. And I remember um, we're in the Disney park. We're in Orlando in the parking lot for the uh, amusement park. Pretty and much it's, there. Yeah, and it's senior <laughs> night. So, like, you go at night. Oh, you yeah. go, you get there at, like, 8 o'clock at night, and then you stay till like, 2 in the morning. Wiling out. And, yeah, and there's, like, you can get on all the rides super fast because it's just a bunch of high schoolers and stuff. And I remember we're there, 
and I remember I had to, I was working at Wendy's, I think at the time, and I had to like pay for it myself and everything. And we're there and I almost <laughs> didn't go because my dad and mom weren't going to pay for it. And I had to pay for it. And then, so I almost didn't go. And then I ended up going and I remember, um, we were all sitting there on the bus and I've told this story before, but I used to just do whatever anybody would tell me. Cause I just want people like me. Yeah. I mean, so we're all sitting there and they go, Hey, Tassif. And it was always humiliating things and degrading when things. they start hey tassif it's always yeah it was never like it was never something cool hey bro just want to let you know <laughs> it was always hey tassif <laughs> yeah. i bet you won't headbutt that locker yeah, as hard yeah. as you can and then i would do it and then i'd start <laughs> bleeding and i'd be like oh uh. they're like tass was fucking nuts yeah yeah, yeah that's... but so this was a hey tassif moment and they were like um <laughs> hey tassif i bet you won't moon the other bus oh nice and i was like of course i will Dude, senior year of course I mean, and everyone's like do it do I mean, it yeah. So the whole oh, bus yeah, is cheering. I, I, I assume because in our bus, the administrators are sitting at the front. So I assume the administrators on the other bus are sitting at the front. I'm in the back with all the other football players. Different and stuff. school, different bus. So I moon. Well, it was our bus because we had oh, four, okay. four from the same school next to each other. So I moon the other bus. And then immediately I pull my pants up. Everyone's laughing. It's a great time. And within seconds, one of the I can't even remember <laughs> his name, but this administrator, big, imposing guy. Of course walks up the stairs and i was like he's he wasn't on our bus he was on the other bus <laughs> he was points on the right other. at me and he's like like that scene in hook where he's like you <laughs> and i was like uh what and then he was like get off the bus you're coming with me so oh. i have to walk out in front of all my friends no, and everyone's after like, they chanted yeah oh, and now everyone's so booing him yeah, but the worst so part bad. was I. So he yelled at me, and I. And honestly, in my head, I was like, "Dude, like, I just mooned the other, but like, what's the big deal?" And what? he's throwing out these things like that sexual assault, like you're showing your private areas to women, and oh, da da da. And I was like, "Okay, I didn't even oh, think God. of it like that. I yeah. thought we were just like having a funny time." <laughs> yeah. And I got peer pressured Sir, into I'm, it. I'm 17. And now they're talking about like, you're definitely not walking at graduation. We can expel you for this. Wow. And now I'm starting to panic. Well, yeah. And so it was going to be this whole thing. Luckily, another administrator came over and he was like, you know, he obviously knew what happened. They're all radioing each other. So he was just like, uh, he was like, hey, I'll take him back to Spruce Creek. He can get in his car and go home. He can't go on the trip. And I thought that was like going to be the full punishment. So as we're driving back, I get to talking with the administrator because it's like an hour and a half drive. Yeah. And he ends up like, oh, you know. Luckily, and this is not the only time my brother has saved me. My brother went to the same high school and was a very, very good student, like IB, full honors. They needed like, him. Yeah. So, yeah. but he he graduated a few years before I did. But all, all the administrators knew who my brother was, and they yeah. all loved my brother because he was a real popular kid on the football team. Like, never really got in trouble at school. So it was like a witch tassif situation. Yeah. So yeah. they basically were like, "All right, well." We'll let you walk. We just won't let you go on the trip. Like, that's the worst thing that's going to happen. I mean, we just won't let you go on the fucked, trip. Though. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, but like you said, it was that weird thing where it's like in front of everybody, you're getting dragged out and humiliated. And it's just like, oh, I don't. Yeah. And like you, a similar scenario where like you don't, you know, regret what you did per se. You just yeah, didn't just expect like, that to happen. Yeah, like, exactly. well, what the fuck is going on? This is like the worst case scenario. <laughs> it's like, almost yeah. out of nowhere. Like, I thought it was fine. It's like my DUIs. Like, that's being 17. You just, what, like, yeah. <laughs> but like, when, when I got my DUIs, like, when I get in the car, I never, th like, it's like a worst case scenario, something battle. But it never happens. Yeah. And then it happens, and you're like, you're like I knew was, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. It was instantly worst case. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was terrible. But, you did. Um, you were telling me before we started, and I know you have the bit about it. You do like to go to uh, music festivals. You are a big 
party guy. And it's weird because when you meet Nick, you would never be like, oh, this guy rages. But it's, I mean, it's very, like you said, you, you succumb to peer pressure very easily. Yeah, yeah. And, and you it's do love also, music. You DJ, you. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm more of like the, like you'll like find me like in the corner of the dance floor alone, just like with sunglasses on, just like spazzing out, just like that type just of love person. Music, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's more about that. Um, uh, what happened? Might have gotten a little sprinkled, but I think. Oh, it's right. starting to rain. No, I don't. I think it's. Oh, like, it is. I see. Yeah, it on the it's a little half miss. I see it on the laptop. But I think uh, hey, we can do this in a swift motion swift, while swift recording. Motion. So basically, uh, yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're moving the whole we're mobile studio the whole while we're recording thing while I'm talking about. I mean, yeah. yeah so let's talk more about music. Yeah, so basically, I do like music a lot. Here, we'll go inside. Leave the drinks. Who needs those? Oh, there's a chair. Got caught on the chair. It was guys. It was a classic scenario where um, the classic cord is under the chair. This is fun. I've never done this before. Watch the ledge. Yeah, this is a portable part. This is a portable party, baby. Hey, we're watching ledges. We're going inside. All right, so I've been I'm to. All this in. I this went to my first uh, Bonnaroo. Yeah, of course. Um, we planned this part. Uh, just we're <laughs> we went to my first uh, like Bonnaroo music festival when I was uh, seventeen. Seventeen. So that was pretty pretty integral to like, how did you manage that uh one of my best friends in high school was uh from like ten he had ties to tennessee his mom bought a house up there so okay she had been a bunch of times before and basically um i uh had gone <laughs> to the you know with him uh he, he was really cool he went when he was 16 so his family was just like being the cool family taking him and i was able to tag along uh, when I was 17, and that was definitely uh, an integral part to being like into music and festivals and stuff like that. So the first festival I went to was pretty much just like smoking weed, and I was like, "Ooh, I'll try mushrooms," and you know, like in a field. That sounds cool, whatever. Um, so you tried mushrooms at 17? Yeah, I did. I did. How did that go? That was. Um, it went pretty good. It was like another scenario where I was like, all right, this went great. Nothing was too much. So I like that. You know, it's like, uh, it was really good for the music. Uh, I took it like on the last day of the festival. And okay. So it was kind of one of those things where much like the first time you do anything, that's kind of like big for the first time. You don't yeah. really know what's going on and you're not really doing a good job at it, but you're just like, I think this is, this is how I you think be I can, high yeah. on mushrooms. I don't know. <laughs> so wait, did you, um, when you ended up doing that, was that like a, a cause you're only 17. So in my mind, I would be like freaking out if someone was like, Hey, we're going to do yeah. psychedelics, but you were just kind of like, yeah, let's just try it. It's yeah. It was on the last day. So it was more of a, like, I felt comfortable there now. Yeah. You know, I'd seen a bunch of people, you know, kind of like be on whatever okay. drugs are. And I was like, okay. So, I can handle this. Yeah. So it's like, you know, uh, I wish I had more times of like things I per se remember, but everyone in general is just like, you know, pretty fun at those festivals. And now, do you um, go to festivals every year? I haven't been to like a, like a Bonnaroo since like 2016. Uh, but do you go to some sort of festival? I, every I've gone to like three points, yeah, uh, in Miami a couple times since then, which is like a really great festival. Because um, I know you had that bit about before the pandemic. Yeah, you bought all I was the drugs for music festival season, yeah. and then there was no music festival. So I was just, you know, I basically just ended up doing all the drugs in my house <laughs> while there's no. Music I don't want to burn the bit, yeah. but it's so <laughs> but, funny. <yeah>. Um. So, <laughs> yeah. 
there's you know there's yeah it doesn't there's, have to match <laughs> sometimes it, you know it tastes good uh <laughs> the, <laughs> so there's fun times i'm though like you know like my friends like there's a couple of things i remember uh per se that were like you know other was this all because the list you sent me was this all from the same festival uh yeah these are all from bonnaroo okay um, so Oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. So uh, first one was uh, one of my friends, senior year. He was uh, tr- first time trying dr- like psychedelic drugs. And he took like, he did like the classic, like, I've never done psychedelics where he kept taking them until yeah. they worked. So he was really overdone. He he was like, did that's, shrooms and Everyone acid. listening, when you're doing drugs, yeah. wait. Yeah, just wait a little bit. You know, um, that is a hard lesson to learn. It's the, hard, yeah, <laughs> or it's a bad lesson to learn the hard way, I should say. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I guess unless you're doing cocaine, I guess I'm just then. Yeah, because if you don't feel that right away, then you're yeah. doing something wrong. You're doing yeah, baby exactly. aspirin. Is what yeah, you're, doing. you're. Yeah, you need to wait for something else to happen because <laughs> you're going to start bleeding out of your nose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so he does all this drugs and like, he's just having a meltdown situation and it's like, we're at the camp though. So we're like, we can manage this. Like we're all kind of there. This is like 2 PM. So it's okay. just like long day ahead of him. He's <laughs> And what year was this? Uh, 2014. Okay. Um, and, uh, he, you know, he takes all of the psychedelics. Was for, this your first one as well? Or uh, my second one. Okay. Yeah. So in 2013, so you 13, you got, which was the best one. Yeah. Um, like music wise, and then and that's uh, when you tried mushrooms and everything was in thirteen. Mm-hmm. Okay, then we fast forward to fourteen, and now your yeah, buddy. Now went I'm a little, little more too confident. Far. Yeah, yeah. Um, on the way to this particular Bonnaroo, half of my friends got arrested. Oh my god, <laughs> which what was happened? fun. Uh, my friend was speeding uh, when they were like an hour or less away from the festival. That's always the worst. In like a backcountry area, and then pulled over all the kids like my, my one friend brought a scale for some reason like he was so everyone sell. had drugs yeah, everyone just got some sort of yeah like the rich kids got to get bailed out instantly and then like the other kids got bailed out the next morning or whatever but the funny part about that was like the two the sketchier kids that had like the scale and shit he like he shows up uh, to the Bonner site with this these like super sketchy guys and he's just like yeah these are my friends from inside he's just like they're gonna hang with us I was like well no why, why are we doing oh my this? god so they all got bailed out and like he's 45. like hey we're going to Bonner yeah. and we're like 18 and then, oh yeah, my god they're like, we're, we're, we were on our way to Bonner too and like no you weren't they're like, no you weren't no, yeah not with us yeah you're on <laughs> This is high school kid Bonnaroo. This is not like uh, this is not grown man felon Bonnaroo. This guy looked like he'd been on acid for ten years. <laughs> he looked like the bit like the Big Lebowski, but like just like strung out skinny version, uh, and also just like bugged out. So basically, uh, yeah, they were just really sketchy and just like one of those people that walks around with a speaker really loud, like, yeah, playing their I own music type of shit, like just really a lot, you know never consider it so basically uh that was funny the kids to go back to him being too high on um psychedelics uh i basically am like helping explain like look you just need time to pass like we're we're just like laying it out for him like you know yeah you gotta coach you just gotta wait you know um and then so after he kind of gets the whole spiel for like 15 minutes he just takes like a really deep breath he's like in like one of those like um like lawn chair you know palacio things he's just like 
somebody needs to contact my mom. And we're like, what? Like, no. <laughs> we just start, start laughing. Cause no one's like, contacting your mom. No help is coming. Ridiculous thing he could have said. Yeah. yeah we're like, no, we're not, not going to call your mom. Like, yeah, your son's really high on drugs. Uh, he just wanted to say. He just wanted to just let, wanted you, let know. you know. Uh, so, yeah, have a good day. He's okay. Uh, yeah, we got him. <laughs> oh, my God. So. Uh, that was just like another like. What you know, ended up happening? Did you did he come off the ledge eventually or? Yeah, he like, he did some shit where like he fell asleep or some shit, quote unquote, for like a couple hours. It was just he was gone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's always weird because we you don't know did... what to do really. Yeah. You know, you're like, all right, I know that he's not gonna die because like you don't die from psychedelics like that really. Unless you like, eat someone unless else's Unless you space, eat a bunch yeah. of, like, yeah, like, you need 10 slabs of acid. Okay, maybe something terrible, like, could life-threatening happen. could yeah. happen. But, yeah, I mean, it's just going to be, like, drug anxiety, which is very bad, and it can make your heart rate go high. But at the same time, it's like, we know he's going to be all right in, like, four hours. Yeah. Um, well, that's always a weird thing. what do we do with him till then? That's what I was going to yeah. say. That's always the weird thing is that babysitter role. And I know people yeah, have been in it with me big. when I was drinking. And I've also been in it with other people drinking and sober now. it's It can be frustrating because it's like, all right, I know nothing's going to... I, I, I don't know if it's because I'm too empathetic or because I, I want to look out for people because I like to protect people, but... I always feel like I have to watch them or something terrible will happen. And it was actually my older sister one time told me she was just like, hey, like they'll find a way home. Like people want like people want to like get back home to their bed. Like it's not exactly. (laughs) And that's when I started being like, okay, so if I go out with a bunch of friends and some of them get hammered, I can just be like, all right, I'm out of here. Like I've had enough. And that's something I've also learned being sober is that if I'm in a situation and I don't like it, I can just leave. Like I don't have to be there. And I think that's one of the liberating things about the music festival is they're like, what? You can't even blame me for not watching behind for you. There's like one of our favorite artists of all yeah. time playing in 30 minutes. Like I'm going to go do that. Yeah. Exactly. You have your own problem. You, you know? yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you created this mess. Yeah. You made this bed. Now you got to lay. And that's it. what festivals are is a, a, a combination of people having a problem. And it's <laughs> a combination of people are like, I kind of like doing their shit. Right. Yeah. And, um, they're very supportive when you have a problem. So yeah. it's a good environment. If you are listening, you want to go crazy one day. It absolutely is the best time to go do that because everyone is uh, kind of looking out for you in, in a sense, you know. Yeah, so that's the thing. It's like and no, there's tons of stimulation. There's tons of things to do. Yeah, like, no one's gonna definitely let don't suggest doing happen. that at your house. Yeah, don't go, don't sit, don't go to a bar, a dive bar, and just you know take tabs of acid. Like, yes, you're gonna be <laughs> a menace to weird. society. <laughs> like, things are not gonna go good. Um, so, what is this other story about? The uh, um, last little thing about Bunner that was fun was uh, just a quick little thing about. Uh, it was like, you know, seeing uh, LCD sound system with my friends. We were super hype and on like Molly and super like emotional. Is this the same Bonnaroo or is this, this a different Bonnaroo? This is going to be the last one I went to, 2016. Okay. So so I went this in is... college um, with like a couple friends. And, Where like, is Bonnaroo again? Uh, it's in Tennessee. Okay. I know you said yeah. that earlier. Uh, actually, shouts out to Christoph. Uh, it uh, was in this story. Oh, really? I went with him. Huge shout out, Christoph uh, Jean. Yeah, Christoph Jean. Very funny out. comedian out of Orlando. Hilarious. Go follow him. Yeah, we tried um, to get him on the podcast. It just didn't line up, but hopefully next time I'm in town, great. we'll get him. Yeah, so shouts out to him. Uh, but I was with him uh, only because it's like he was, he was part of this uh, interaction. Like, we see the whole concert, and then we just like turn around with that. Oh my gosh, that was just the most amazing thing ever. And then, like, 
literally like a row behind us is just Ari Schaefer, just like with no shirt on, also rolling face, and just like we're like, oh shit, like what's up? Like like that was amazing. Ari, big like, comedian, yeah. huge oh, comedian. Yeah, that was all. He's Check like, out Ari cool. Shafir, skeptic tank. Yeah, <laughs> lives in New York City. Hopefully, I'll run into him. He but was yeah. just there, you know, just like also having the same mind blowing kind of like he was clearly on, you know, some too where it was just or maybe just the you know shock of the concert, or whatever. Yeah, but it's just like, no, he's definitely on drugs. It was very he does cool. A lot of drugs. Yeah, it was very cool to be like having that so to speak like same moment with yeah. like one of your favorite comics as you turn around. Yeah, I'm like holy shit like this is not happening for real like yeah it's like, it can happen like um, this is not yeah. happening for real and uh i remember christoph was like uh, i hadn't done stand-up at that point but christoph already started and i remember he was like hey man like i do stand-up and then i was like great like keep doing it like he's like yeah awesome and then we were just like leaving the concert like so how did you know christoph direction. if you weren't doing stand-up we were roommates in college oh uh, really before yeah before all we of started it doing, yeah started doing stand-up there so when did you start because this is actually a perfect transition normally i try to force it in the beginning but this i worked out really well when did you start doing comedy then it was uh in 2018 when i moved into uh saint augustine i had like gone to a couple of shows at the core zone which was like a show that they used to have in town and I'd seen. So what? But how did you? So you drop out of UCF. You end up coming back to St. Augustine. Yeah. So at that point, Christoph, I've been doing stand up for like a year. And I'd known about it. So I'd gone to a couple open mics there. In and like seen people. Orlando? Yeah. Like okay. I remember seeing like, like Mark Agnon. Because your roommate like is that. doing it. So you, yeah, you went so to like a couple. I went to a couple as like of, you know, like. Support. Support handful. So I understood it a little bit. Like, wasn't like completely like, what's this? Um, but that was kind of it, and I had to move because uh, I, my grades were too poor to get financial support. A shouts out to myself, and um, <laughs> I had to move back, <laughs> move back to Augustine. But uh, I, um, so you're in St. Augustine. How do you meet Aaron? How do you meet Courtney? Aaron, like, how Courtney, does that whole thing I moved happen? downtown, and I actually moved like a couple houses down from Aaron. Um, okay. In 2018, it turns out. Uh, there's, so what there's you... like a little coffee bar thing okay. that started doing an open mic when there's this girl that is not a comedian, but we didn't know that really till after started like an open mic there. Okay. And yeah, because Aaron talked met, about. Yeah. Okay, he talked about starting comedy at that. Courtney starting it first, and then he started doing it. Yeah, um, and it was so like a little coffee shop next. To, it was just right down the road for me. So okay. it was just like my sister and I like went in one time when they were there, and um, I was just like, yeah, I could do this. Like it was just one of those things. I mean, I don't know how to really explain to anyone that's ever decided to like try an open mic, but you just have this like switch. That turns on that you're just like I could I could do that. You yeah. Know? Well, then there's people really who know. have that who think oh I could do that. Then they get up there and it's like oh no you can't do this. But true. Yeah. There so are that's people. A different, yeah. It's yeah. a different and that's what I always say is there's I it's a running like you think about it at home. Yeah. Like oh I could do this. I could have done that's this. That's a different switch yeah, because yeah. that's more of like a. A vision you see, you know. Well, there's yourself. always people who are like, "Oh, I'm the funniest person at work. I can make all these strangers laugh." It's like you don't realize that you're the funniest person at work with inside jokes, and yeah, because everyone knows, you know, Stephanie. Exactly. Nobody here knows Stephanie. Yeah. So nobody gets it. You have to show them Stephanie. Yeah, you have to. That's the hard part. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You have to show them Stephanie. Yeah. So that's where it kind of comes in. You're at the coffee shop. That's when you meet Aaron and Courtney. Because honestly, in the years that I've known you guys, I always thought you guys were just all three of you were like best friends from like middle school or something yeah I the mean, way was, you guys run together it was and definitely stuff. uh so aaron grew up here so we definitely had some like similarities overlapping and that kind of like you know uh headspace and all that but 
um, we all just all liked the same stuff and music and yeah. like comedy, and we just all had met through there. Uh, they knew they already been dating, so they knew each other. Um, I hope so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, they all just uh, <laughs> they were just dating. They were just they're just out there. Yeah. So so um so you start doing comedy then. This is in 2018. Yeah, 2018, and uh, it's... Uh, so this was after Bonner. Yeah, this is way after so that So you were stuff. a fan of comedy before. Yeah, I was That's a fan. That's how you knew Ari mm-hmm. and all that. Okay. Exactly. To go back to that timeline, I was already, like, watching, getting a lot more into stand-up, like, 2014, too. I mean, as a kid, I was really into stand-up with, like, a certain comedians, like mm-hmm. Dimitri Martin and like, yeah. people like that. I would, like, really watch a lot. Um, but in terms of, like remembering how much i liked it was more so after high school i think okay yeah so then which is super interesting i always find this fascinating how people get into i mean normally it's comedy on this show but you know we've had musicians on and actors on and stuff like that and i always find it fascinating how people get into that sort of stuff because there are and i say it all the time there are people who do comedy and then Mm. there are comedians like there's a difference there's a very big yeah for sure and I think most of the, oh, everyone I've had on this show who claims to be a comedian is a comedian, not a like they might have another job. They might not be super popular. Right. Nobody might. Everyone listening might not know who they are, but they are. They put in the work. They go to shows. They go to open mics. They, they get happen. booked. They try. Yeah. They work on it, which I think is the biggest difference is if it's something you exactly. work on. Or you come up with a couple of jokes and you say those at every fucking open mic and you're like, what? What are you doing? Those are people that do comedy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I think it's, I always think it's interesting how, and comedy is so big and prevalent in our lives, but it's weird <clears throat> how it much really of a niche thing matter. it is. It doesn't. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's so. Because it, it means so much to yeah. me. Because when I was depressed and anxious and sad, I always had stand up. My cousin introduced me to stand up when I was like seven years old. So I've always had stand up. And I was always like, oh, these people can make people laugh out of crazy scenarios or observations or very dark stories. And like the connotation of it is just so positive. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's never like a lot of things in life leave a lot of like room for interpretation and room for variables. Standup has always been such a like, like music in a way, just like a direct path to like disconnecting from reality and kind of taking yourself to like a transcendent spot, which is like super heady uh, in a way, but also that's what happens. You don't think about where you're from or what yeah. job you have. You're just laughing at the joke. If it connects with you're you, just it in makes the moment. you laugh. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing I... I that's like I, the best part about it. Yeah. And that's, that's what I, like. I love about it. Yeah. Is it's, and again, it was one of those things where, you know, everyone has a different path to get there, but mine was filled with, you know, sadness and darkness and regret and, you know, turmoil. And then I would watch... And I don't give a shit what anybody says, and I will stand by this to my dying day. Dane Cook's original... Comedy Central Presents is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. And that, when I watched that, and most of it is his stuff from Harmful of Swallowed, his first album. But I remember when I watched that, I was like, I, I was like a kid. I was like 13. And I was like, I want to do that. Yeah. Like that seems so that fucking cool. Yeah. And I was like, I'd been watching comedy for a long time. Like, shout out Tom Rhodes, uh, the original, like, Stephen Lynch Comedy Central presents. But when I saw Dane, I was like, he was so that's energy and everything. Yeah. And I was like, that's that's how I, like, I'm yeah, so Yeah, you emulated a lot of that. And it was one of those energy. things where when I was watching it, I didn't think about anything else. I didn't think about my yeah. parents' divorce. I didn't think about not 100%. having friends. I didn't think about being sad. I was just like, this is hilarious. You're just existing in the moment. In that moment, exactly. Yeah. And so yeah. it's, it's so cool because that's why it does matter. Yeah. 
But then there's so much that doesn't matter. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's like it's really yeah. hard to determine and and it's all it is subjective in terms of like it's a hundred percent something might matter to someone and the net person next to him might have the opposite yeah well especially feeling, with you know like with the comedy that i do and the listeners know this but i talk about a lot of dark shit like suicide and death and you know alcoholism yeah. and like people abandoning me and leaving me in my life but i try all that i try to make it funny because when i was a kid and i was going through shit that's what I love to watch. So that's what I do. Same yeah, thing with this show. People tell me all the time, like, hey, why don't you do this? You should do more like that. And it's like, no, this is my show. Right. Shouts out to my shadow <laughs> producer, Joe Dorville. But this is our my show. Yeah, yeah. But it's one of those things where it's like, like I value his opinion. So I listen, obviously. I know he's listening now. Um, check out his album, Head, uh, Headphone Joe TV Season 2. But I listen to him because I value his opinion. But when strangers come up to me or like family members that listen to like maybe one episode, and they're like, hey, you know, it'd be a cool gimmick if you did. And I go, no, this is my thing. And it's yeah. the same thing with stand up. And the problem, not yeah, the problem, exactly. but the thing is, it is subjective. Mm -hmm. So there are certain things that resonate with a lot of people. And in comedy, that's called hacky. So when you talk about certain things, if you can't talk about it in a unique way, you might think you're getting laughs, but it's like, those aren't the laughs you want. Yeah. But then there are people who are like, who cares as long as you're getting laughs? And so, it, like you said, it becomes so convoluted in a way. Yeah. There's a, I mean, I don't know if you have to be a fan of it, like super per se to like really see through people that are doing jokes uh, for other people versus for them. Yeah. You know, and that's what yeah, that's a being good way. a comedian is is doing, you know, there's a there is a mix because just like DJing, which is like I also love to do, it's like yeah, you can't just play your favorite song <laughs> over and over or all your shit because no one they're they're like cool, but for a while, like after a while, they want to hear something they like, yeah, you know, like something they know is familiar. So you have to find there is a fine line of like you have you know, just enough hackiness of like. A sprinkle of that familiarity. So yeah, so where people. it's genuine from your own angle, where it's yeah. not well, and it's true because like you're just doing this for the laughs. Yeah, you know? and that's the thing too about it. That's interesting is that when I say hacky, I mean I mean the the very basic kind of fundamental ideas that people think of, like, like having a joke about getting drunk. Yeah, that a lot like, of people have jokes about. Yeah, that, exactly. But the way you say your jokes about being drunk, no one has a joke like that. Exactly. You know I mean? So you can take a hacky you wrote premise it for yourself, and you can turn it into like people have stuff about relationships. That's a huge thing people talk about. Yeah. Now, if it's just a basic, oh, my wife does this, blah blah blah, then okay, then you're being a little hacky. But like, if you can spin it and say like. You know, like how Tom Segura does or Bill Burr does. Bill Burr's awesome at it where he spins it to like, holy shit, I can't believe he said that. Well, then obviously that's not hacky. That's yeah. original. That's unique. And so I always thought that was interesting. And I, I know we got onto this this whole tirade, but right. I just think it's a really cool thing to meet people who – because, again, stand-up is such a niche thing that I, I love – talking to people who actually value it as much as i do and like you said it's the same thing a lot of people are like with music. but are realistic with it yeah you know it's like i that's one of the things that i sometimes get a little like i got disengaged from this conversation with with people about the comedy scene locally pretty much i'm you know we're just talking about the northeast scene but like it happens northeast everywhere Florida, i'm yeah. sure is that uh you know you are everyone at a certain point gets to the, they get too romanticized with it and too like a little out of touch with it um where it becomes 
like cool that we're in it's cool that you're interested in that but it's not realistic to be like this is everything this is my everything it's like because uh if we look at it at a necessity standpoint it's kind of getting more on the obsolete kind of side of things as opposed to the like holy shit like this is going to be the next next thing you yeah know? So, so it's like it had yes, there's more uptick. interest but as an art form like it, now that everyone can see it on the phones and like yes it's different in person obviously it's way better in person but there's still it, it's still on the like okay we don't need this as much as we did in the 70s per se when there was yeah. nothing to be entertained by there or were even no in the jokes 60s that you knew. Lenny Bruce is yeah, Lenny Bruce, he's one of my idols. Yeah. And in the sixties, he was talking, and that's something that I I I strive strive or like social very commentary far, exactly is it, to shine a light now on it things. Doesn't really matter. Social yeah. commentary just but no everyone's one cares. got a, everyone's got a fucking Twitter, no so cares. everyone has their own opinion. That's what I'm saying. Now. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So stand up's not good for that anymore. Yeah. Per se. So you know, as much as people are like, oh, uh, you know. Bill Hicks and all those people, it's like they won't necessarily do as well today because like people don't care about. That yeah, stuff. that's the, and the, the and then you have all these old comedy people like, well, that's real comedy, and it's like, well, not anymore. Yeah, <laughs> well, see, and that's something that I struggle with vehemently is because I want to do something where I'm trying to say something, so I'll get on certain comedians that I know locally, um, where I'll be like, like, why are you talking about the three things you know people are going to laugh at? Like, why don't you try to expand? Why don't you try to talk about something else? And then they're always like, because our goal is to make people laugh. And I'm yeah. my response is always, well, our goal is to make people laugh by saying something. Right. Like something of value. But yeah. not everyone sees it that way. No. And it's one of those weird things. So, like, obviously with the move to and New York. And then when you get a job, you're just, yeah. as a comic, your job is just to make people laugh. Exactly. So they don't care about well, and I had Matt book, you don't on. care about what it's about. You know? I had Matt Fulshron on, and he said, um, he's in New York. He's a very funny comedian. You could check out his Comedy Central Presents awesome, awesome. online. But he told me something very interesting. So he said, to what you were talking about earlier, about t- towing the line between trying to make people laugh, but then also doing what you want to do. He said the only time, or excuse me, not the only time, but the time that he actually like started to come full circle and get dis- like and get things in comedy was he tried so hard to do what he thought other people wanted him to do for the longest time. And then finally one day he said, fuck this. I'm going to do what I want to do. And then boom, he gets the Comedy Central Presents. Right. So it's one of those things where it's, like you said, there's yourself. so much noise. Yeah, there's too much. That yeah. and well, and that's the other thing too is unique because with the move to New York, I'm obviously doing it to pursue comedy. And I say this all the time: like comedy is my life. My life is comedy. But to your point, this is something obviously we we don't see we don't agree on 100. percent But it's one of those things where it's like I can say comedy is my whole life. But I still have to get a job in New York City. That's what I'm saying. So exactly. You're realistic about it. Exactly. So it's like I'm not going to move up to New York with the few thousand dollars I saved and be like, no, I'm going to make it in the first couple months. Exactly. So it's one of those things where. That's the romanticizing. Exactly. It's unrealistic. So uh, I I think there, there is definitely a line of like. You know, people who achieve a lot of the great things, you know, you hear stories like, oh, they were saying that years ago that they were going to do that. You yeah. know what I mean? So, like, there is something to being like, I'm going to be a stand-up, you know, like, I am a stand-up comedian that is good for your psyche and confidence. Um, but then, you know, if you're – it's like the whole classic, you know, the best plan is no plan where yeah. it's like if you give yourself too much of that confidence, then you, then just, you get up there gonna, and you realize – You're going to knock your own self down. Yeah. 
And then you're gonna have to figure out how to reapproach it. You yep, know, and exactly. I think maybe that's the first couple of years of comedy are about, you know. Yeah, and that was the thing with me was And yeah. I'm not gonna sit here and say I've done you know, I've only done comedy like maybe three years with a pandemic in between. So yeah. it's like I'm not really gonna sit here and be like I know a lot about it, you know. But, but you still know because you guys have started your own shows, you started in a scene where yeah. there was no scene, so I've you tried built to it from the ground up. Personally you didn't just, write a new set for every paper route yeah, show, you know. You didn't it's just like, walk into like a super busy scene and be like, Oh, I'm a part of the scene now. Like you had you and Aaron yeah. and Courtney have had to build it from nothing. Right. So it's it's nice to have that, but also it's like I'm realistic with where I know what it is. Where yeah. it's just like, you know. Well, and I'm the same way. Because when I started in 2009, I had just done open mics and I would do an open mic like every couple of months. Um, and then I have the joke where I'm like, yeah, I did two open mics and I changed all my stuff to Brennan T. Comedy, which is true, but like I would only, like I was a person doing comedy. Like I was not a comedian. I wasn't a comedian until I got sober and came back into comedy. Yeah. I was always a person doing right, comedy. Right, right. Because drinking was more important, work was more important, everything else was so much more important. And it took me almost dying and being in the hospital. And then I got sober. And then my, I told my sponsor one day, and the listeners know this, but I was like, if I'm just going to the gym and going to two different jobs every day, like working two jobs and going to the gym and going to meetings, like I'm gonna kill. Like I'm gonna, I'm out. Exactly. Like, I'm not doing this anymore. It's just like the switch that you're asking about. What made you start it? There's yeah. a switch that makes you realize that you don't want to be a certain type of person in your day job. That happens too. Yeah. Where it's like, because uh, I'm like you, like I've achieved a lot of like progress in my day job, and it's like, yeah, someone could could look at this on paper and be like well you made it like you're set like you have the good you have a good job you have a good job you got a place you got everything but it's like um you know that's not enough you know in terms of like uh gratification so you search for that other thing whatever it is but it's like you said working out whether it's drinking or you know exercising you know whatever you gotta do yeah for me it was comedy if comedy is your thing then that's very healthy you know and i think that you should straddle that and turn and see how far that takes you because that's going to be your thing to alleviate your stress from yeah. your day to day. Yeah. And it's so one of those things, whatever too, it is, you know, if it, it turns out being comedy, then it's like, keep doing it, yeah. but just be realistic. Well, and that's the other thing too, you know? is like, I, I do the podcast and it's, and I do stand up, and it's like, I, I could not make any money from any of this, but I'm still going to do it because my whole goal is to, um, help if there's one person I can help, which I know there is because I fucking get emails and DMS and people reaching out. So if there's a one or two people out there who are like, man, I couldn't stop drinking. You know, I didn't know what to do. Then I started listening to your show and heard all the crazy shit you went through and how you cleaned everything up. And now right. you do comedy and that's inspired me. So th- that's the only reason I do it. Like I don't yeah. make, I make $31 on Patreon. Yeah. Like, I don't give a shit. I love that. Yeah. I just did a show for everyone, a going away show in Jacksonville. And we forgot to pass the bucket. And I forgot to mention, hey, if you guys want to, you know, if you like the show, it was a free show, but you can always Venmo me or cash at me at Brennan T. Con- I forgot to say all that, but I don't give a shit. Yeah. Because it's not, I don't care if I make That's another dime. That's what I'm saying. Is that 50 bucks worth like your pride knowing that you were kind of sitting there asking people yeah. to redirect the energy? Because, you know, like your friend, like the other comic, it's like, it will come if it's from the right spot. Yeah. You know, if it's coming from the right place, it's going to be right you'll you know? get it yeah yeah oh man we got heady there for a second but yeah we're gonna shift gears yeah um, i mean it's you know it's nice you're going up north it's good to talk about it yeah you know, it's a, that's it's you know uh something i don't talk about too much stand up but it's it's nice to kind of like yeah and it wasn't sometimes it turns of into the whole podcast profess but. how it 
to relate it, you know, back into wild stories and how it helps people, it's just like, you know, you see how uh, it can kind of mold your personality to do a certain thing. But in the end, it really isn't worth all the stories and stuff like that because what is it like oh just you know it takes you an hour to tell all the stories and that's like your party life yeah, you know, you know what i mean yeah. it's like it's really you're not missing out on that much you yeah. know so it's like for you know everyone that is like you know considering like oh should this be like my path it's like again like that switch turning on it's like if it feels like that go towards that because that's probably going to be your thing to you yeah. know Get Definitely. you feeling confident. Again. Alleviate some. And of I the got stress. you know one final, I guess, kind of like silly. Well, hang on. I wanted to do. Thing. You got time to do both of them, or you just want to do one of them? Which one? Oh yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, I want to talk about, about the, <laughs> the nine people in the house. I was gonna say, how I forgot about that one. Yeah. So you have a story here. We're gonna we're gonna shift back. We're gonna shift back shift to the story. Back to why you shouldn't do drugs. <laughs> so we were talking yeah. about psychedelics. <laughs> um, and so you have a story about doing acid. Yeah. So go so, ahead, and set that up. Going back to the research chemicals uh, <laughs> thing, where it's not real acid. Uh, the first guy. When was it? When was this? How this old were you? Is, where uh, are you? Going to be the first semester after college. So it's like seeing my high school friends for the first time. Since moving back to St. Augustine, uh, St. Pete. So okay. I visit him in St. Pete. I'm 18 still, or I just turned 19. Um, it's like winter break. So like the couple. Oh, so you're kids still in did, school, yeah. Yeah, the couple of kids that did go to school came back. So it's like our first time where it's like we're kind of growing apart and changing a little bit, but yeah. also we still have that high school pact about yeah, us, yeah, yeah. like a little bit. It's like the la- the shell. That's of why it. that first it's Thanksgiving pretty much the end of it, though. Fun. Yeah. yeah, it's because it's the end of that shell because you put six more months on that and, and it's, it's gone. It's gone. Yep. Yeah, the the erosion. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we got that whole squad thing going. We meet at my friend's house. His grandma's like out of town or something. Is this the same friend that lived right um, behind the school or different, different same house? friend group, different house though. Okay. Same friend group, different. Uh, house. So this is like a two bedroom, you know, one bath, like little porch, little fencing area. Yeah. Simple Florida house. Send the picture there. Um, there you go. Yeah. Wood floors, sectional couch, TV, kitchen on the left, uh, table on like the everyone's there with us now everyone's everyone's with us everyone's in the house stick your tongue out let's take the trip so basically our friend who is like the drug guy you know yeah the guy hey guys i've been you know doing a lot of crazy shit since high school we're like all right cool like whatever he's like you guys want a trip and like everyone in the friend group had been like tripping pretty consistently like for the last couple of months. Like, yeah. So, and so I'm coming back to this, not knowing this. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, man, like, yeah, we just do this now. Yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. Like fucking let's do it. All right, boys. <laughs> yeah. Saddle up. Um, so it's like nine people in the house. We decide to like, all like have just like a party. Like, we'll just hang out. We'll like trip. And then we'll like listen to music and just like space out or whatever. Like, yeah. Someone bring a bottle or some shit. Um, there's like one girl that's sober and then the, it was like someone's like girlfriend, and then there's like another girl there that's, uh, no, no, she's tripping. So yeah, this is like two girls that are tripping, and like seven, like six guys, and okay. like one sober girl. So it's like kind of the scene there. First like twenty minutes, it's very metal- so everyone takes this very acid. metallic tasting, very bad. Very, you know? bad. you're already in for the bad thing of a taste. As like soon metallic. as you taste the metal, you're like, mm-hmm. God damn it! Yes, exactly. Like son of a bitch. 
Um, but I didn't know this still. This is at the point where, like, again, I'm just being introduced. I'm like, oh, we do this yeah. now. We so, do this now. This is just this is how LSD is. And uh, take it. Things start going south within 20, 30 minutes. <laughs> Uh, high anxiety, kind of like a like, oh, oh, what are we, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> like that kind of like yeah. feeling, like oh, what if we just uh, put some music on? You know, I don't know, like I'm nervous. And this is how you know it's really bad. No one can agree on a music to play, which oh, is wow. that's that's a bad sign. Yeah, it's like we're nine friends that have the same music taste. This should be easy, and everyone's tripping on the same drug. You yeah, and I I come back from college listening to Mac DeMarco for the first time. If anyone's like listening to him, but he's just like super like, ooh, ooh, like surfer like things. So I was like, oh, let me play some of this like yeah. the Chill relaxing down, stuff. Yeah. First like two seconds of the song, my friend's like, what is this? It's <laughs> like screaming. Screw like you know i like, turn this off like so everyone starts kind of panicking and then like within an hour it's like realizing this is not going go going well uh visually wise it's like the classic like everything's melting type of thing yeah. so it's like the the everyone's seeing like this painting melting um there's one girl that's just going like I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going oh, on. Oh no! Make it stop. Like th- the worst thing you want to be saying. Just like we all, we all are going through this right now. Um, We're doing it all together. Yeah, we don't yeah. gotta scream this. Don't say what's going on. Like making it worse. That's like when you have a little kid on a plane and you don't like to fly, and they scream every little. What was that noise? Yeah. What yeah. happened? <laughs> what's that plane? What's that? What's the? Why is the wing doing that? You're like. <laughs> Just shut the fuck up and sit yeah. down. I don't know either. <laughs> yeah. But we're stuck. We're here. I'm we're so in the air. Yeah. You gotta deal with it. Exactly. And it was just like one of those scenarios. Uh, again, constant theme, me coaching people. Like, we're going <laughs> to be all right, like trying yeah. to keep it steady, but it is chaotic. Um, my one friend starts drinking pretty heavily. Um, while you guys are still in the yeah, middle of this like, terrible and trip. And this is like one of those like lemon vodka bottles. Like, not a good thing to yeah. drink. So he's just like necking this bottle. Um, Two of my friends are like, oh, we'll go over here. I start trying to play FIFA with my other friend. It's like we're trying to like zone out. Like, all right, this is kind of okay. My one friend, um, I don't know why he got so drunk, but at some point he just took off sprinting around the neighborhood, like fucking really? hauling ass, sprinting as fast as he could. Comes back inside the house and then just proceeds to just like pass out on the floor. And is like kind of doing like a wheezing thing. We're like, oh my god, like he's dying now. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is happening? His heart's exploding. This is the worst day ever. Um, <laughs> this is not a good party. Um, Where'd I park my car? Yeah, we're still trying to find music that's working. He's kind of like passed out on the floor. <laughs> we're trying to like tend to him. The one suburb girl's like freaking out. Um, it just is. It's just like such a chaotic feeling for like four hours, pretty yeah. much. Just like. No one knows what to do. Smoking weed's not helping. We're trying to sit outside and like joke around. Nothing like that's working. Go inside to a room to like zen out. And then like all I remember from that that was funny was that one of my friends grabbed um, this. He thought his girlfriend was next to him, but it was like this other girl and just like. Oh, like, no. Grabbed her t- t- and was like, oh, shoot, my bad. And then everyone was just like, all right. <laughs> Um, thanks for coming out yeah, that was awesome. fun cool yeah um and then we were just like trying to listen to music i remember i kept saying like play this one bonobo song play this one bonobo song it was just like i kept like tracking on this one like song i wanted to play but you guys to, all like, made it calm through? everyone down yeah. yeah kind of got everyone through he ended up like waking up eventually like a couple hours later um 
Well, is yeah. there a hangover when it comes to acid? Um, you no, know, it's more of like a stimulant in a way. Okay, you're more of like, like kind of like wired, like a Adderall type of situation. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I've never. It's I've, a hangover though, and it also, I mean, have you smoked weed much or at all? I like, I, yeah, I used to yeah, smoke so weed, and I've done um, mushrooms, but I've never done. It's like smoking acid. a lot of weed, uh, kind of feeling too when you wake up, like yeah, kind of like grogginess, but okay. you're still kind of high feeling, but yeah. then also being stimulated. Okay, so. yeah, because I've psychedelics is something I've always steered away from. Yeah, because and the mushrooms that I don't I, really plan on doing the acid. I tried. <laughs> I don't even think was like real mushrooms because uh, people used to always tell me like, oh, if you have anxiety, like you got to be around the right people, or you'll have a bad trip. And since I run super hot with anxiety, I was always like, oh, I'm just never gonna do that then because yeah. I'm always anxious, so I'm not gonna touch yeah. it. <laughs> um, so I was always curious because we had um, Andre, we had a few people on here talk about psychedelics, and I never thought to ask like if it really fucked with your yeah the after effects. The yeah. worst part about acid, absolutely, is the how long it lasts. It's like you have like the whatever trippiness for like six hours or so, and yeah. then there's just like this four extra hours of just like ah oh, shit, I can't sleep. I'm still kind of like seeing shit, but not really. Yeah, I'm just kind of in a weird mood now. I'm just like flatlining. Oh shit! Uh, kind of like my buzz a little bit. So it's it's kind of gradual though. So it's not necessarily like it's something not like, like ecstasy like... or coke, right? It's just like boom, like nothing. Yeah. yeah. So and you're like, oh god, I hate life. Yeah, it's not like <laughs> I want to die. Quite that. Yeah. So was this the same group of friends um, that you went to homecoming with? Yeah. Okay. Went to the yeah. So transition earlier in this year. Bam. So I'm already going hard. You know, I went to a Bonnie. You know, for a senior, I'm I'm pretty. So you're we're back in high school. So party. Rewind it six months. We're in high school. Six months, high school. Senior year. It's October. You know, I'm getting my first like you know little like silver button up bullshit Calvin Klein yeah from Ross shirt or whatever. Um, you know, dressing out or whatever. Uh, homecoming is the fun high school one because like they don't make you like pair up in dates for some you know yeah. I mean, like for prom they may i don't know why that's still a thing but yeah we always <laughs> yeah. went everyone it always went to prom in couples yeah but in homecoming everyone just kind of showed everyone up just goes hard yeah. yeah everyone's just like oh shit yeah someone just shows up so we're drinking i drink at the after like the before the party Pre-party. at my friend's house this is the same mom that took us to like bonnaroo she's the okay mom yeah the party tennessee house. yeah 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 so she's awesome we're drinking like two or three mixed drinks before i'd say maybe three beforehand also i'm like at this point 120 pounds maybe so it's like just it's not good yeah it's not a good combo um uh so like i'm there's pictures of me at the like the dance i'm pretty slosh already it's like like red eyed like just like thumbs up like the you close the the one eye it's like you got two eyes i have a glossy grease face where you're just like damn he's just he's fucked up yeah going on yeah um so then, like the dance is like fun. There's they they have like the leftover snacks from the basketball game for like food. Oh, you know, right. it's just like there's really nothing. It's like yeah. I had some chips, and then we go to the after party. <laughs> is that at the same house? A uh, different house. Okay. But this is uh, not a fun parent. He is uh, this kid is like a baseball kid. Um, Fucking baseball kids. So he's a baseball dad. So it's yeah. like he's not gonna. He's one of those dads that pretends to be cool at the party. But has limitations, obviously. Like, you know what I mean? He'd be shocked if someone was doing a keg stand, yeah, type of guy. But it's like you're the one throwing the party. 
So wait, is he is he allowing alcohol at the party He's or allowing did you alcohol at the party? Okay. Um so that's cool. Um Every, this you, is like people can drink as long as nobody drives type situation. Yeah, something like that. This is like all the kids that are like cool but not that cool. Yeah. Like they're like just smart and like normal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just they're, regular kids. Yeah. Nothing going against them. Yeah. They're just not that interesting. Fucking nerds. That type of party. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're not cool enough to be nerds. They're just norm. Yeah, yeah. normal ass kids type of party. So we're going harder than they are, obviously. So yeah. it's like I'm already like pretty drunk at the party. We're playing beer pong with beer in the cups. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't Good realize party. You're much younger than me, but I didn't realize that was the thing. Beer pong with water in the cups, and then you sip a beer. Yeah, that's I didn't a know new, that was a, that's a thing. If you're playing out a dirty backyard, I mean that's probably the best thing to do. Yeah, like when I was in college, fun. it was always beer it's in the not cups. As fun, yeah. Because what a sip from your beer—that's not a fucking half beer. No, it was yeah. about you got drunk as shit every. Game. I did it with shots because I wouldn't drink beer, so I did it with shots, and man, that would get you. You better win Dude, that that's, game. Yeah, that's your only game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you one play game, another you lose. One. Yeah. <laughs> so you're at the party. You're already kind of hammered, Playing and now some you're beer just beer pong. My friend shows up with a bottle of Patron, which I've never had before. Yeah. Neck, like take a bottle of Patron from, like shot it from the bottle. Yeah. Swig. Yeah. Yeah. You. Yep. Yep. I saw that. Took that fateful swig. Mixed with those, so I got I drank very fast. Like that's like all within like 30, 40 minutes. Like, Jesus just, just getting to the party. I was like first beer pong game, cool, and then like shots, and then our friends show up with the weed, um, and they're outside, uh, not necessarily invited to the party. Yeah, <laughs> they're just Kinda showing just, up with weed. Yeah, um, in the periphery also, of the party, not the normie kids. They're like the cool like rapper kids. Yeah, so it's like the baseball dad is like already red flagging, kind of like. I'm already, it's already like I'm kind of drunk, but I already see that he's like looking at what's going on, yeah. type of thing. So we leave to go smoke, and it's like I don't know how long that takes. It's like we're having fun, you know. We're we're just like chewing the shit. I'm drunk as shit. Like I'm like stumbling drunk. This yeah. is the only time I've ever been stumbling drunk in your life. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. So wow. this is why you know what I it's not necessarily jumping out the bit when you're like, do I show? I'm just like shit. I don't yeah. have any stories yet. <laughs> but this is my no. Only, but this like, is a good story. This is my only and you do a lot of drugs, so that's yeah. Fine. I do. Yeah, exactly. So I've done a lot. This is my stumbling drunk uh, day. Um, so we basically, got days. You got a yeah, day. Yeah. This is that one day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're like, one day back in we're like roll the blunt on like the side of like a storm drain. So like, they're just like rolling up on the side of the storm drain. We're just kind of chaos probably. Cause we're just smoking in the middle of the street, just being yeah. drunk. Like we're, we're walking around the neighborhood. So probably causing some bit of just loud cacophony chaos. Come back to the house. Oh, I'm stumbling. The dad's outside arms crossed on yeah. the wood porch as we're walking up. Fuck it, trying to go the side door to go back. He's like, no, you guys can't come back in here. I know you got, went to go smoke weed and you guys are doing drugs and I don't want any drugs at this house. And you guys oh, are too no. drunk. Like, just come. So, what do you want you to drive home? You're too yeah. drunk? So, yeah, we have to wait for, you know, whoever's mom or taxi to pick us up. So, I'm just like sitting on the front of his porch. It's like a wood porch thing. My friend's sitting to the left of me. Um, and then I just, it's coming. Um, I proceed to sideswipe uh, my friend with a, a wave of vomit <laughs> and uh, paint his front deck with Hell yeah, just he did. a pool of vomit. Is he still outside? And he's kind of in the screen door area. Okay. So now so he's, he's, now he's outside the screen door. Yeah, he sees me puke. Like, <laughs> so that's a funny thing. He's just like disappointed because uh, he had to kick us out or whatever. And yeah. now I'm puking on this guy's like 
porch. It's a wood deck though. Like, well, fuck him. It's not that. It's not like a, yeah. You spray it off. He is. So they're spraying it off, and I'm just like, uh, like whatever. And then all these high school kids are coming out. Like, oh my god! Like from like the front, just like watch me puke and like watch oh, all man. the cats. And it's like they couldn't believe how fast it happened because it was like I was there for like an hour. Yeah. And I'm just like all the way done. Like, <laughs> just like stumbling, puking, like done. And um, so they're all just coming up to see the spectacle. So it's like, you know, again, that sort of like, I didn't care. Like, again, it was like, fuck you guys, go harder. Like, yeah. you know, like, I wasn't like embarrassed. Like, oh, no, I got drunk. It was just like, oh, well, didn't plan on this happening. Yeah, didn't <laughs> like, see this coming. Yeah. Worst so, case scenario. Then I get back. I didn't black out, though. I remember this. Yeah. And then I get back in the car. So who came to get you? It was like a van. I don't know if it was my fr- my mom's, I mean, my friend's mom or like a taxi situation. But you just like get his in the sister van. or something. Yeah. We all get in this like big car, go back to his house. It's like three or four of us are sleeping the night at his house. And then, um, so I sleep on this like futon thing that's like in the front. Um, and then I wake up and I sleep like right on top of the covers because I'm like, I'm just like so done. Yeah. I'm just like, I can't. Um, and then when I wake up, uh, it's like sunlight's on me. I'm like hot as shit. Uh, it's like a sunroom type of area. Yeah, I hate front I've, r- front I've room out porch. In those before, yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, what's you wake happening? up, you're sweating. You hear that floor like those bugs outside. You're like, oh, you're like, damn, homecoming. Yeah, and then like classmates start walking in the door. Like that were at the the pre party. Yeah, because it's the pre party house I slept at, and they're like girls that I like know from class that are like i i don't want to be seen in this like, yeah, situation this they're just yeah. very like it's just like people i would not expect like like three or four people like walking in the house and, and they're um, walking right through that yeah, front room past this me, the center, like, yeah. they see me like you know zong like trying to get up sort of thing they're like picking up their stuff so like, i wake up and then like i'm like embarrassed like trying to find all my my stuff and then like i smell like I smell something and it turned out that I'd slept on top of like dog shit. That was like the dog had shit on the futon Dog had shit on the futon. I was too drunk to see that it was on top of the futon when I slept on it. So and you didn't like, get under the covers. No, and stuff so right I slept on right on it. And, uh, it's like that sort of like in between dog shit where it's like kind of moist, but not really. Yeah. It was like a chihuahua. So I was just like, I had these little pebbles everywhere, but it smelled. So I'm just waking up. Like oh hoping that God. these girls don't see that I'm covered in dog shit. <laughs> oh my God. After everyone saw me puke and leave earlier in the night. And I was just like, you know, you're 17. You're like, this is going to be my big night where like, I'm going to be a man and maybe I'll kiss a girl. Like I was trying to, it was yeah. going a di- different route, you know? <laughs> so like in terms of embarrassment, level, worst case, worst scenario. case scenario again. Um, and then it's like, I luckily though, I don't think anyone saw the dog shit. Well, that's good. But it was like, a, I don't know how to get home situation. There's dog shit everywhere, and uh, <laughs> I puked everywhere, and everyone I ruined the homecoming party for myself. <laughs> well, and puked on my friends. So it was a uh, that was like my like. See, you said you didn't have any beyond stories. drunk story. We yeah. we went an hour twenty. You had plenty of stories. Yeah, and then we talked a little stories, bit about comedy, a little comedy, a little shop. Pl- plug everything one more time. Once again, uh, Dick Nestefano <laughs> <laughs> at Instagram. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna try to post more. I just I'm just trying to figure out my lane on there. But follow me out. 
figure it. We'll see what happens. Yeah, and then don't forget Paper Root and every, Paper Tuesday, Root comedy every second Tuesday of in the month. St. Augustine, Florida. Yeah, at Paper Root Clothing Company. Thank you, everybody, so much Thank for listening. Thank you for tuning. Thank you for having me, Brendan. Of course. Best of Thank luck you to you in it. the future and New we'll York see. and everything. Very honored to be a part of this so thank you. i appreciate it man first thank you everybody again for listening follow me on all social media at brennan t comedy check out the website brennan t comedy.com um i'll be posting uh, about new york dates hopefully coming up soon hey there's that boy and then um the merch store if you want to get some ex drinking buddy merch billy myers the third uh designed it uh it's super awesome i've got a couple of things because it's really comfortable go to brennan t comedy.com slash merch store thank you all again for listening and we'll talk to you all next week